You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Welcome back to Faster, More Intense for Chapter 5 of The Mandalorian? No, wait. The Book of Boba Fett? I don't know. Does it really matter? (laughs) Return of The Mandalorian. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. With me, as always, the illustrious Joe Hogan. And uh, I did look, we knew that he was coming back. We knew that he was coming back after the end of the last episode. I don't think that either one of us, like, like thought oh it's gonna just be an episode of the mandalorian in the middle of this season of book of boba fett right like that did you do were you expecting it to be this dedicated to 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 mando no god no i mean if i could have had my like created a wish list of things i would want from the next episode it probably like in a cheeky way would have been like yeah let's just have a whole mandalorian episode see what din's been up to but yeah. like in, in my wildest dreams i would have never actually expected them to do it hey hey guys could you just do a whole episode about din Djarin and about like how he's all emo and bummed out now that grogu is gone and also like the mandalorians don't like him anymore and he's just all by himself and he's and he's just kind of just kind of having a rough time so he goes and he builds an n1 starfighter with the the dude with the, the best BD comment. droid like what huh the, the best comment i saw about that on reddit was uh dinjarin souping out a uh naboo starfighter is like the best version of him living his divorced dad life <laughs> yeah like he's just it's, having his midlife crisis. Is it's awesome. a midlife crisis hot ride. <laughs> it's awesome. My thing is that th- there's an episode of Freemaker Adventures in the first season, where, um, where where uh, a a character brings in a a, a busted up N one starfighter and asks them because the Freemakers their whole thing is that they go and they salvage and re- and then repair ships, right? And I I this guy brings in an N one and is like, Oh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta clean up my N one sort of thing. And then I, I, by the end of the episode, Vader shows up, sees it and gets like super excited and flies it around. And he's like, this is so <laughs> wizard and stuff. It's a great, it's, it's my favorite episode wizard. of Freemaker adventures. I love that show. It's so good. It's such good Star Wars, even though it's Lego and it makes no sense. Like it's not in continuity. I keep forgetting but... it like exists. Like I would love to watch it. I just never remember that. It, yeah, like whenever it's... I have time to sit down and watch something, I never remember. Oh yeah, that's a thing. It's uh, it's on Disney Plus, and and it's it's super fun, and like the the writing is actually really clever. Like the comedy writing is great. Uh, a few of the characters, Gravala the Hutt, uh, is is a standout Star Wars character uh, that was created for that. But like, yeah, I I am still waiting for them to make the Freemakers 
canon like like for them to <laughs> to tell a story that like that acknowledges that these characters exist but they're they're different from the lego versions mm-hmm. but that they do exist um and, and i don't know we could we still might get that one day but um but yeah this episode reminded me so much of that episode of freemaker adventures <laughs> for obvious reasons but yeah like it it just it was literally like hey um if you're bummed out about the way that season two of Mandalorian ended with them separating and stuff like here's, here's an episode like dedicated to you to like, to, to reassure you that like, no, don't, Hey, don't worry. They're not done. <laughs> like these yeah. characters, these characters are not separated forever. Like this is a, this is a thing that Din's got to go through and, uh, and it'll be fine. I do think it's really interesting that like at the end of the episode, just to skip all the way to the end, <laughs> he, uh, when Fennec shows up, cause it really has no bearing on the rest of the episode. It's literally just like the last two minutes of it. When Fennec shows up and is like, Oh, Hey, come, come work for Boba. And he's like, Oh yeah, it's on the house. But first I got to go visit somebody. Um, it's like I'm I'm very interested. Like, is that what we're gonna see next episode? Or is it gonna be that like Din's gonna leave to go track down Grogu? Um, and then we're gonna get two more episodes with Fennec and Boba while they're like they're like, Don't 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 worry, he'll be back. And mm-hmm. then but then like we'll pick up with that in season three of Mando. Yeah, so like that's what we, I'm thinking. So I, yeah, I'm thinking that like we literally won't see Din again this season. But I mean, maybe that... at the end of the like the finale episode, he might be like, "All right, I'm back." Yeah, they might. They, well, they I think what they might do is we might get. I. I. Uh, I guess we're getting Mando next, right? Like after, like I just in in terms of like the Mandalorian era stuff, because we know that we're getting Obi Wan yeah, and Andor Ahsoka, yeah. later this year. But Ahsoka is not 2022. That's like next year right. at, at the soonest, right. I think. Um, so this is still crazy to think that next just the, year we that, like that first, sentence. First of all, right? Kenobi is coming out this yeah. year. It's still to, like I can't wrap my like, head. Just be like, yeah, no, no. I know that we're getting a show about Obi Wan Kenobi, and then also a show about Cassie and Andor later this year. But that's not what we're talking about right now. We're just talking about the Mandalorian stuff. Unreal. And it's like it's like wait, the Mandalorian stuff, meaning three different shows. When did they announce Kenobi? Because that feels like I mean it's been a it was a rumor for so long, and then even when they announced it, it's just it felt so far out. And the fact that it's like right around the corner is insane. Do you remember when that was? Was that twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen? It was like it was the the Disney. It was twenty twenty. It was twenty twenty. Yeah, the what? Yeah, it's not that long ago. I I. It was 2020. It it feels like it's been longer because it was such a rumor because like we knew that it was happening, but that they were being super weird about announcing it. Just like everything. Um, Good old Lucasfilm, Disney. They like, just tell us when these shows are going to be on, please. But anyways, I, uh, yeah, it was 2020. The, the shareholders uh, presentation that has now morphed into uh the uh, disney plus day right like mm-hmm. like in 2021 it was disney plus day but it's the same thing um yeah they announced it 
And it was literally just like him coming out and saying like, this is a thing that's happening. Mm. Um, was it the, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was before the investors day thing. Cause didn't he came out on stage, didn't he? Yes. It was the D 23 thing. It must've been D 23 then. Well that, that, I guess that would have been night 2019. Cause there was no, there were no conferences in 2020. Right. That's what I was like. 2020. No way. Yeah. When was Obi-Wan Kenobi announced? <laughs> Let's see if Google can figure this one out for me. The whole goggle machine. No results. Why are you giving me no results? I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. In any <laughs> case, that's not what we're here to talk about. In any case, I think that the, I I think it's entirely possible. Like we got the Book of Boba Fett teaser at the end of last season of Mando that at the end of Mm -hmm. this one that we might get like basically like a shot of like the N one landing Din getting out on like, like who knows what planet, but like it would be really cool if it were like the, the Jedi Academy or whatever, like, like what if, what if we saw a young Adam driver? Like from the Force Awakens, like like yeah. like if like um yeah, to just be like oh like that's where he, like that's where he's gone. Well <laughs> is I man, we've uh I think we've tried to figure this out in the timeline already. Like is 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 Adam has has uh has Ben Solo been born yet? He'd be too young, he wouldn't be there yet. I think right? he might be. He might be a kid. He but he's he doesn't go until he's older. Cause he he doesn't uh, immediately go that. like okay. it's it's yeah yeah he's because he he okay. it's like and it's like so many things right now it's like ambiguous okay. but I don't think that he goes to train until he's like an adolescent okay. <clears throat> that it's like oh like this is getting this is getting to be too much sort of thing mm-hmm. um and and like oh maybe Luke can help him. Um, so like, like I'm thinking like when he's like, like sometime between 10 and 12 years old, because there are, um, I mean, one of them is one of those rollout animated things, but there are some stories that are like, like, like little kid Ben Solo with Han and Chewie, um, Mm -hmm. that sort of imply like, oh no, he was like, they were like, like hanging out until he was, he was too old to begin the training. (laughs) Right. Like one of those sorts of things. But yeah, so I don't know if, if we did. I don't think that the timeline matches up because it's only because we're only five or six years after Return of the Jedi. Right. So. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, and Force Awakens is 30 years later. And Ben Solo is, well, nah, maybe. I don't know. <clears throat> Let's find out. Let's figure this out. Let's figure this out for good. Okay, Wikipedia. Ben Solo. There we go. Wikipedia. Tell me when Ben Solo was born. What year? <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. You may be looking for the pirate Kyro- Kaibo Ren. I'm not. I'm definitely not <laughs> no, looking for Kaibo Ren. No one's looking for Kaibo Ren. No one has looked for Kaibo Ren since the 80s. <clears throat> oh, interesting. Okay, so he was born five years after the battle of Yavin. So that's like, 
so he is that's pretty soon after return of the jedi yeah when's the when's the battle of endor okay let's look at let's look at battle of endor (laughs) it's so nice that we don't have like a format on this show and it's just a conversation about star wars because it's like oh we're not really interrupting i'm going like is this are we are we getting in the way nope this is literally the no we do what we want yeah so so according to wikipedia the battle of endor takes place four years after the battle of yavin Four. Wow, I would have guessed three. Okay. Yeah. So Mando is ten years after Battle of Yavin. Uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So so I guess so Ben I guess is about five years old. Let's take a look at his at his uh, uh, in fifteen ABY during the Republic era. Solo joined a new generation generation of Jedi apprentices. So what are we saying? So we're saying 10 years after the Battle of Yavin is where we're at right now, right? Mm-hmm. In Mando. So he's not there yet. There's a, It's another okay. five years. So okay. I... Yeah, so I'm right. He's He he was like 10 years old when he went okay. to, 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 be, to be trained. That's kind of a bummer. I was hoping we'd get something like that. I thought that'd be cool. Even though, like, I'm so whatever about the sequel trilogy. I love Adam Driver's, like, <laughs> for the most part. I like his character arc. I uh I would lo- I would love to see some implication of some other characters, um like maybe some legends characters to be like oh like, you know like like the 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 Jedi Academy like Luke was training like Luke trained Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I would really love it if like they basically opened up the story and and it was like it was like oh no no like like immediately after Return of the Jedi he trained like like ten Jedi. Um, mm. And they're out there in the galaxy, but like, there's no Jedi order. Like, come on, Kyle Katarn. Come on, yeah. Kyle Katarn. <laughs> yeah, go. I want. Yeah, like, I want Kyle Katarn to exist. I want. Um, Do you want Mara Jade to be there? Uh, no, I don't want Mara Jade anywhere near <laughs> anything because I just don't. I just don't want to deal with the drama that comes with that. Um, <laughs> I think it would be hilarious, honestly. The fallout uh, more than anything. I do. I, 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 I would like to see like Coran Horn's one of my favorites. Uh, okay. I, so okay. I, I, I'd love to, I'd love to get an implication of that character. Um, yeah. I mean, there's tons. They're mostly white guys though. Funny how mm. that works. I, I, it's so funny. You go back to the new Jedi order stuff, or even just like the post yeah. Jedi legend stuff. <laughs> Rogue, and it's like rogue squadron. Yeah. Every new stuff. character was like, it was like, Oh, here, Hey, here's another white guy with brown hair. What? Another white guy with brown hair? Yeah, it's another white guy with brown hair. Because they're all they're all main character syndrome uh, mm-hmm. uh, from the from the 90s, right? So everybody is just a white guy with brown hair and sometimes a beard. Usually a beard. Sometimes a beard. Usually. Uh, and that's pretty much it. It's like every character in the New Jedi Order is either uh, some sort of like exotic woman, right? <laughs> usually 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 like with red hair or an alien mm-hmm. that's okay. it's like oh oh hey yeah, look it's it's, alien lady. it's mary jade she's got red hair that's mm-hmm. her defining characteristic she's kind of spicy guys she's a little fiery she has red hair i <laughs> uh, oh oh hey here's a here, here's here's another one uh tenelka 
well, what's her defining characteristic? She has red hair. She's kind of mm. spicy, you guys. She's mm. a real spitfire. Oh, my God. Can you guys write something else? Yeah, this one's a Wookiee. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. What's his name? Lobaka. So you guys just <laughs> nailed it. Chewbacca, Lobaka. Nailed it. Is he related to Chewbacca? Oh, yeah, it's his nephew. Of course it is. Has to be. Why would yeah. it be? Uh, and hey, and don't 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 worry, everybody. Jason Solo is a white guy with brown hair. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> You're safe. You're safe. And it he's going to be nervous. Uh, yeah. No. It, it. I don't know. It. It would be cool to see to see a little bit of that. But but yeah, it, it would be rad to see him like just sort of like land and uh, and and it's like Luke's and like because I don't think that we'll see Luke again. Um, but to just see like the temple or whatever, and then like Grogu comes out and uh, <laughs> uh, and can yeah. use a lightsaber like Yoda does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be insane. I don't I don't expect it, but that it, so silly. he had the he had the armor make chainmail right like that's. I That's, think like what, but chainmail what exactly? Well, like a little chain, like like a little chain shirt. I think a little outfit. It's so small yeah. though. It fits well, Grogu's pocket. really small. No man. Really if it's a chain, if it's a chainmail shirt, then it's just like it. It doesn't. It's gonna like go flat, right? I, I get, but like he, it's dude. He rolled it up into like a little tiny ball that fit in his. Po- I don't know, man. It didn't look big enough to be a shirt that would cover Grogu. I don't know. I, I'm not. I agree. Like we we saw that shot of like the chains, but like I don't know, man. I'm not sold on on it being like chainmail. It's too small. What else would it be? Like a little I don't hat? know. Like it's like, like a little. It's, I mean, chainmail. I'm, I'm trying to think. Like maybe a little ball <laughs> made out of because he likes the ball. Maybe yeah. uh like the little necklace that he likes that he let him keep. Um, or the little Mandalorian symbol. I don't know, but I don't know what the chains would be. I guess it would be something that goes around his neck. I, I really, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. Um, the crazy thing is that like we're assuming that Mando season three is later this year, right? That that because uh, they they've all they started shooting it back in like November. I want to say. Carl Weathers was talking about them starting shooting, starting production. So, yeah, but wasn't that confirmed that Mando would be in the year? I don't oh, know. I is it? Con- I don't know if it's confirmed or not. But um, it says twenty twenty two. Yeah, no, not there, man, uh, it Yeah, was I think it's officially confirmed be- by Disney. Um, so like we won't have to wait very long. That's the that's yeah. the cool thing is that like, and and to get us there, like we've got a lot of good stuff between now and then to get us there. Like we'll have Obi-Wan Kenobi. We'll have season two of bad batch. We'll have Andor all mm. in between to, God, to carry us so through. much this year. Yeah. Um, uh, assuming that they don't push something, but I, uh, and, and that's not even mentioning all the Marvel stuff that we've got coming. Not, and as well as, I mean, like, I don't know if you're watching peacemaker or not, but peacemaker's fantastic, which is, no, really that's cool. another one that I keep forgetting is around. Ah, uh, yeah, you got it. You got you're gonna have to probably power through the first episode. That's that's my that's my guess for a lot of people is that you got to because the first episode is kind of a lot of establishing uh, what's going on, not really what's going on, but like where the characters are at. But then once you get into the second episode, it starts to pick up, and then like by mm. the by the, okay, the cool. fourth one was last week, 
the fifth one just came out this week. I haven't watched it yet. But the fourth one last week, one of the characters that you get introduced to, Vigilante, it, like you will fall in love with this character. If you don't, <laughs> then the show's not for you. <clears throat> I think like that. That's like the indicator. If like in the fourth episode, you're not like I like that Vigilante is like I uh, is now one of my favorite James Gunn written characters. Um, I if you don't feel that way, then then uh, yeah, it's probably not for you. I don't know, mm. but it's James Gunn, so that, I don't know. I people tend to tend to love James Gunn stuff, but um, but yeah, uh, I that I mean, like, we, there's so much. There's there's I thank goodness there's all of this content because otherwise, being uh, semi trapped in our homes for the foreseeable future would be a lot more rough. But uh, uh, but it's but it's okay because there's lots of TV to watch. <laughs> Dude, this was the best April Fool's joke. <laughs> and like this this episode was like I really wish it aired on April 1st. Yeah. But... Just to be like the switcheroo. Um it's so funny because it's like it's directed by Bryce Dallas Howard and and she I uh, has directed some of the standouts of of the two seasons of Mando and now this, and it's just mm-hmm. like yeah. I mean, like you get you get to the midway point in the episode, he gets on the the Starliner, and like I said to Crystal last night, I was like, who, like who would have thought that on these shows that we were gonna like see basically like commercial travel, like 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 guy, uh, uh, he's basically on a space bus. I know it's kind of like it's kind of like an airplane too, but it's like like he's kind of on the space train. He sits down mm. in the seat and the little kid in front of him and all that stuff. And the way that that, like the callback to it later on in the episode when he's in the N1. And it's just like, what Can't... is this show? Like, I don't like, 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 I don't. I, if you had told me a couple of years ago that we were going to get a show about a Mandalorian, that's not Boba Fett. He's, and he's way cooler than Boba Fett. But that in that show, we're going to reintroduce Boba Fett. And now all of a sudden you're going to think Boba Fett's cool. And hey, don't worry. He's not just a side character in this. He's going to spin off into his own show where we're going to learn all about the softer side of Boba Fett. You know, like how he's like a really emotional uh, kind of like like honor bound, uh, uh, just uh, a wonderful guy that loves animals. Um, and in that episode, we're going to check back in with that other Mandalorian on um, just a little like trip. He's just on a little trip and he's going to build it. He's going to build a new car. <laughs> it's like what can, so, and, can we, and, and there's a rancor too it's pretty cool <laughs> can we agree that the one missed opportunity of this entire episode was that he should have taken star tours to get there mm. especially they had the little like captain rex droid from star tours was is always like the droid for some reason yeah. in this series uh, yeah, i was like ah oh, should have been star tours but i was like i mean whatever it's so inconsequential but like that would have been the little Mwah. Chef's yeah. kiss cherry on top. Well, we got that. We got that in Rebels, right? Like we got the star right. speeder, and, and 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 I think like in that, I think it, was it Paul Rubin? No, it wasn't. Yeah, Paul Rubin. yeah, he did was voice it, yeah, it. Yeah, it yeah, which was great. Um, yeah. So I here's my thing with with it being Star Tours. If it were Star Tours, then it has to that ends up that that to me like it has to be the story. Mm-hmm. Is that like like Mando gets on a Star Tours Star Speeder and and it's Rex and it goes horribly wrong. 
it goes horribly <laughs> wrong. Like, I would love it if it were the story of how Rex lost his job and ends up on Batu. Oh, like, that would be so sad, but I would love it. But it would, but it would be fantastic if it was like if it was like uh, like the basically, uh, Mando has to like help him like save the day or whatever like basically like mm. like get them out of the situation and then they they like land the the ship back wherever they were supposed to be going and rex is basically just like i am so gonna get fired for this like <laughs> and it's like like it, it could end on black spire um isn't it ridiculous that like nothing has taken place on black spire that that yeah. that like like the animated stuff hasn't gone there yet None of this live action stuff has gone there yet. Like it, it to me, it's such a, it's such a weird thing. Like you want to talk about missed opportunity. Yeah. If, if you want people to care about that location, it can't just be the parks. It can't just be the parks. That's you have whole, to just, just by design. It was such a weird thing that they were just like, we're going to make up a planet and then do nothing with yeah. it in the canon. Yeah. It, it, it feels to me like, there was a plan and then i uh, i uh, the whole bad robot jj aspect of it i think probably messed up their plan cuz there's a lot of stuff that's come out since uh rise of skywalker where it's like yeah we wanted this and we or we wanted that but like like the story group wanted things but then like bad robot, like it's always referred to anytime it's like, uh, cause I think like Pablo's mentioned it a couple of times on Twitter of like, yeah, well that's not what, that's not what bad robot. He always like refers to it as like the production company and not a specific person. And it's like, yeah, that's not what bad robot wanted to do. And it's like, huh? Interesting. Mm. Cause it's kind of, it's a little bit like after, after, uh, last Jedi and then solo, they, Disney and and I think Kathleen Kennedy got a little bit they got a little bit scared of like going in creative directions because the last Jedi was such a departure right Mm -hmm. um and I would say they're not entirely wrong because look at what's happened with with Mandalorian and, and Book of Boba Fett you've got a lot of people who get really mad about this stuff because it's not what they think Star Wars should be. And it's right. like, they're wrong. They're completely wrong. This is 100% Star Wars. But I... I, It's like, like with the JJ stuff, it's like, I think, like, they brought him back in. Um, in their eyes to course correct. And then the real mistake there is that JJ brought Chris Terrio in. That's the, <laughs> like, that. that's the error. Like JJ's not the error in 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 my view. Like JJ's a director that just like he directs. But if you don't like, he's he's kind of he's a bit like Michael Bay in that respect, where it's like Michael Bay's not a bad director. He's a he's kind of a bad producer because he makes he makes disingenuous decisions with existing properties, or it's, or it's like oh, but this will be really cool if we have the 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 robot pee on the guy, and it's like <laughs> I don't I don't well, I actually. I don't think that that's a great move for the Transformers franchise, but that's fine. It's like, yeah, yeah, but we're going to have a scene. Don't worry. Cause we're going to have a scene where the dogs are humping. That's oh. okay. I don't really know what that has to do with robots to turn into cars, but yeah, yeah don't worry. In the sequel, we're going to have, um, 
anatomy on on uh, on a on a, a a giant robot that it's it, don't worry it'll be funny it'll be funny wrecking balls that's all i'm gonna say i don't want to ruin the joke uh you know like it's he's a M- michael bay's a little bit of that but if you give michael bay a really good script he actually he can actually make a really good movie um oh man what is it it's i the rock I well yeah I mean obviously right? he did the rock right the yeah rock. I think so I is that is that Michael Bay or Jerry Bruckheimer is it I thought it was Michael Bay I, I think Michael it's Michael Bay, Bay. I think the you're rock right. Armageddon yeah uh, no is Armageddon Michael Bay as well I thought so let's see you're probably right I I but um no I'm Armageddon. thinking of 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 um uh, oh man is it. Is it pain and gain? Uh, something like that. It's Mark Wahlberg and somebody else. Uh, is it Mark Wal- Wahlberg and The Rock? Okay, yeah, he did The Rock and he did Armageddon. Yeah. Um. But uh, the Island is a really great example of like the Island is a great script, and Michael Bay does a pretty good job of directing that movie until the third act when it turns into a Michael Bay movie and all of a sudden they're just on <laughs> hover bikes for forty five minutes and explosions everywhere. But I, I, but the rest of that's actually really good if you give them good stuff. And JJ is really similar, where it's like, um, if JJ's got a good script to work from, then then he'll direct a good movie. The Force Awakens is a great example. You've got Lawrence Kasdan writing the script. I, uh, it's going to be a good movie. But if you give him a bad script, he makes a bad movie, like Super Eight. It's not. Super eight's fine. I like but Super like, Eight. I, it Super I, was I mean, fun. I like it, but but it also it's also just like it's it's a it's a little all over the place because yeah. the script is a little all over the place, right? Like the story's not so tight, so his result isn't so tight. Um, uh, but like cinematography and like all of the other decisions that get made along the way, I think he's really good at. But if you don't give him a good story to begin with, he uh, he's he's gonna. He's gonna give you back something that's not not the best, maybe. But I I but yeah, like there's a lot of stuff where it's like, yeah, Pain and Gain was the movie that I'm thinking of. Um, the Michael Bay movie. That's actually like super good. And it is. It's The Rock and Mark Wahlberg. And who's the other one that's in it? Is it Anthony Mackie? Yeah, it is. Um if you haven't seen Pain and Gain, Pain and Gain is hilarious. Uh yeah, cool. it, it's like based on a true story about like these uh, bodybuilders that you know uh, uh, get into nefarious things, uh, but uh, it's a it's a it's an awesome cast. Um, but that the Batu stuff, I think, because like if you kind of look at the time period, because the fact that like that it that the the that world is frozen in the era between the Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. That's mm-hmm. when, like, so when you see Ray, she's in her last Jedi outfit. Um, that uh, her and Kylo Ren are still fighting each other, all that sort of stuff. Um, and and somehow there's a story in the midst of that where Chewbacca lends Hondo Onaka the Millennium Falcon for a bit. Yeah, um, which is a little bit odd because you would think that they would need that for you know the resistance and whatnot. But I nah, it'll be fine. But to me, it was like, I felt, I felt like there was a little bit of like a thing of like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to, 
establish this stuff and then like let's pull some of these threads into the final movie and then i think i and then i think jj was like no we're doing our own thing Mm. where i'm doing what i want to do and also like they seem to be making that movie up on the set half of the time i when you watch that behind the scenes documentary it's like it's like the stuff with the dagger it was like you see him at one point in that like they're showing him the dagger and they and they show him that it's got the little thing that pulls out and he Mm. like writes that into the story by saying stuff out loud in that moment and you're like you guys don't have this figured out like that wasn't like like i am all for like hey you know like like it's a collaborative medium you sometimes you find it in the in the middle of the process like on set you're like hey let's do this let's switch this up let's let's make these changes when it's like your plot device that's gonna get you from act one to act two to act three you should probably know what's going to happen. You should probably yeah, know before, what that thing before is. Before the set is built. Yeah, yeah, you should you should you should probably have thought about that for a while because if you haven't, then you're making the movie and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh, we got to figure this out." You figure it out and you didn't take the time to like poke holes in it and realize that like if this is if this wreckage has been here for 30 years. Um how does the knife know? How does the knife know where the wreckage is? It makes no sense. It's a magic but knife. Anyways, Mike. it's a magic knife. Um, because of the force, you guys. The force and knife. Then, it's a force it's knife. It's a force knife. Well, because the Sith acolytes made it or something, right? Oh, um, God. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I really hey, don't. Hey, don't worry. Later this year, I'm pretty sure we've got a novel coming out that's all about Ochi of Bestoon that's going to explain oh, thank, in excruciating thank God. detail. Thank what God. the knife is about why the knife please please i need it it should the title of that book should be star wars ochi of bestoon and the really long explanation we're sorry about the knife <laughs> exposition like, the book yeah yeah if and I, to, I i said this on twitter when they announced it i was like look if you need a 300 page novel to explain the MacGuffin in your movie Maybe your movie wasn't yeah, we got so a problem. great. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm <laughs> saying. Just maybe your movie wasn't so great. Um, that w- walking out of out of Rise of Skywalker was the first time that I was like, I really need to go get the visual dictionary for this Star Wars movie because <laughs> I was so like confused about the movie. Like there was so little on screen to justify anything that happened that I was like. I need the visual dictionary. I need to know what they were thinking with all of this stuff. I need Pablo to fill in the blanks for me because they didn't do it. It didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me a real, a little while to realize that that's why I wanted the visual dictionary so bad right after I saw the movie. Cause in the moment I thought it was because I, I was like, Oh man, star Wars is so great. I got to go get the visual dictionary. And then a couple months later I was like, I needed it so that I could understand why the Sith fleet <laughs> like because it, it, it just doesn't make sense in the movie. None of mm. it makes sense. Um, anyways, the Mandalorian, <laughs> we barely talked about this episode. Oh, yeah, that happened. Uh, uh, Book of Boba Fett, you mean? Yeah. Um, well, the Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, let's talk about the first scene when he hurts himself with the lightsaber. I, 
I've been waiting a really long time for this to be in in a mainstream Star Wars story of like, hey, um, lightsabers aren't easy. Uh, and and there's a lot of there's probably a lot of Star Wars fanboys that um, I, that that want that justification out there so that they can be like, see, it doesn't make any sense that Ray can just use a lightsaber. Right. But for me, it it's the opposite. This reinforces that, like, well, Ray and Finn are special. <laughs> they are they are exceptional because they pick up lightsabers and they just do it. Um, there's also the component of it that, like, Sabine didn't have these specific issues with the dark saber. She did have it there. I saw a lot of people going like, "Oh wow, Sabine must be super strong if she can just pick up the dark saber." Because there are clips of her using it. And it's like she just kind of like holds it up above her head. And it's like, no, no, you didn't listen to the armorer then. Like it's like Din is fighting against the blade and the blade is reacting to his emotions. Like it's it's reacting to his mental state because it's a lightsaber. It has a kyber crystal in it. Kyber crystals are alive like they're not they're not inanimate objects, right? Like they have they have a will. We know that because like the Kyber crystal chooses the Jedi in a way, right? Like, like you have to prove yourself worthy to this rock in order to put it in your lightsaber and be attuned to the lightsaber. Right. And imagine the Kyber crystal that I, 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 oh my God. Uh, what's his name? Vizsla. Uh, I, I can only. Sorry. What, oh what? no, the one who the one who built it. You mean? Yeah, the one who yeah. built the lightsaber. Oh man, yeah. I can't remember. That's the one Vizsla I never remember. I can't remember it right now. Is it Tar Vizsla? Yeah. Tar Vizsla. Yes. Yeah, Tar Vizsla. Sure. They, their names are also similar. It's Tar Pri and Paz, and it's like uh, one syllable anyway. each. That's it. Yeah. Um, like like. This says a lot about Tar Vizsla and the type of Jedi that he was and and the type of the reason why his lightsaber is so different, right? Like why the Darksaber is so different. It's like, well, the Kyber Crystal is is like it's like it very clearly has a mind of its own. And right now, Din is is not in step with himself right like that's the mm. point is that like and 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 when Paz Vizsla picks it up it's heavy for him as well but that's because Paz Vizsla is is acting out of aggression and he's like like you see it where like Din is fighting Paz to prove the point like as a duel when Paz gets the Darksaber he's like I'm gonna kill you now Right. Like, like when, like moments earlier in the episode, he's like, he's like, Hey, we did what we're Mandalorians. We do what we do. We're a clan. Right. And, but then it's like the second that he's got the opportunity, Paz is like, Oh, I'm going to murder you. And it's like, I wait, what happened to brotherhood? <laughs> what happened to like, Hey, yeah, we're, that was, that we're all intense, one, real right? quick. Yeah. Like the second that he sees opportunity, he goes for it. And that's not, that's not what the leader of Mandalore is like, right? Like that. And that's the point is that the, 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 the dark saber like Excalibur is going to show who's worthy, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's like, like this object has, has this, this identity and this, this uh, intellect to 
like determine worthiness. It's it's like Mjolnir, right? Um, to use to use the 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 modern pop culture reference. Uh, so it's like Din is currently not like he's 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 not worried that he, to wield it, but like Moff Gideon did. What's that about, right? Like Moff Gideon didn't have this problem. Is it just because Moff Gideon had resolve? Like, is that what it was? Is like like he was able to basically like like understand it and because because Moff Gideon seems to understand something about the force he's obviously not a Jedi or a Sith or even like a a, just like a dark side force user but he understands something about Grogu he understands like it's you know he means more to me than you could possibly know like all that stuff it's like like clearly Gideon had some sort of a connection to the force he was force sensitive in some capacity and so was able to to control the dark saber or maybe not control the dark saber but allow the like communicate with it right like allow it to 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 work with him but also din was able to defeat him so mm. how good was he right with it um but yeah it's 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 super interesting that whole dynamic with the dark saber now of it like sort of just having this mind of its own and din having to to He's really gonna like he has to he has to resolve this issue with Grogu being gone. Either he has to get Grogu back or he has to like just like Boba, right? Like Boba with the armor and everything. It's like I the more the further we get into the series, the more I'm like the reason Boba didn't use his jetpack in that in that fight is because like he just didn't think about it. Like he literally just like, he's just like, he's forgotten how to Boba Fett, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's like, because he's trying to do this other thing. And so he's like trying, he's like wrestling with himself. So it's like, he doesn't, he just didn't think like, Oh wait, I have a jetpack. I can just fly out of this. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Like he's, he's just kind of discombobulated these guys. Like they need to, they need to, to, to realize you know their tr- their true selves, like uh, 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 their potential and all that stuff, and they're on such similar paths. It's it's an interesting thing to me. Do you remember when uh, the dark saber was first introduced in Clone Wars, and everyone was like, "Oh, Mandalorians with lightsabers, that's stupid." Mandalorians should have lightsabers. Now everyone's like, "Oh my god, a dark saber!" Oh, oh, didn't wielding it. This is insane. Like everybody's like so on board with it now. Oh yeah, I don't remember that at. I don't like. I didn't really. I didn't oh get man, that it was chatter. all over. Like, well, back then it was like the Force.net forums because I wasn't yeah, on Reddit, yeah. but like. Everybody was pissed off about it. I was like, I don't know. I think it's kind of neat. Yeah, I, I from the second that we saw the dark saber, I was like, this is rad. I, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. And then the more story we got about it, like when we when it came back in Star Wars Rebels, and the whole Mandalorian side of it, there it was like, this is super cool. Like this, this especially the scene where um, I is it Gar Saxon? I can't. I think it's Gar Saxon is the character that, that, that tells the story to them. Right. And it does like the whole animated thing. I mean, right, it's yeah. all animated, yeah, but it Dark goes Saxon. into like the, the 2d, like, like shadow. Oh, puppet it so sort of thing. I love it. I love that. It's fantastic. One of my favorite moments in star Wars rebels. It's such a cool way of like telling that story without doing a proper flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, you know, like 
one of these days, when I think when the Mandalorian is done, Dave Filoni's next thing will be to go back and like tell the story of Tarvisla, like to actually give us that. That would be sick. Yeah, I it's it, you you just kind of you can kind of just tell that like this is this is a bit of his mission. <laughs> <laughs> that like the like he's got Ahsoka and we're in the we're kind of still in the middle of that story and there's more story to tell with that character. And I think that by the end of her series and maybe by the end of all this Mandalorian stuff, her stuff might be wrapped up. And at that point he might wanna, you know, uh, uh pursue this other thing. But it's all connected anyways. But um but yeah, it, how great would it be to to get that? Because that would be like that would be like a Tales of the Jedi old republic yeah. sort of thing, right? I'd be um, pretty into that because it's a thousand years before uh, I, we have that timeline now. Right. Like that's that's one of the cool things. Uh, the other the other rad thing that we got in this episode was speaking of flashbacks, you mean speaking of flashbacks? Yeah, it was the <laughs> the all of a sudden we got a shot from Terminator in the middle <laughs> of our Star Wars. It was like and like, hey, like there's no way that that's not intentional. That yeah. that wasn't like, yeah. like, I don't know if it's, if it was in the script, if it was like John Favreau being like, and then we get a shot straight out of Terminator with like the, the, um, oh man, what's the model of droid? The uh, K2s. Yeah. The K2s. Right. With the, with the black, like it's, it's so good. And, and just see, seeing the capital of Mandalore, I, I get, get blown up like just seeing it that in hurt live action. my soul man it was like it was like oh cool we finally get to see it and then it blows up <laughs> oh but, uh, man that was brutal the the interesting thing to me is is that it's the setup right like we got we get to see it now because i think in the next season of mandal mando we are we're going to mandalore that's yeah that's that's pretty safe assumption based yeah, on that, like that, we that's his new quest now that he's not yeah. a mandalorian anymore um and it's gonna be i i think i think the interesting thing is that like he's he's very clearly conflicted right because mm. his uh he still has this like brainwashed allegiance to the 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 to the watch right um which is different from death watch specifically like these cultists are slightly different but they were they were on concordia like that's that's all from clone wars right uh that death watch was on the was on the moon um and death watch are the ones who saved him in the clone wars but but that like you kind of get the sense that like these guys like splintered off even from that group correct like they're like they're like like death watch are extremists and then the like these guys are like the religious zealots. They're yeah. zealots. Like they're they're like and and the armor. It, it's funny because in in season one, I think that we we were sort of given this impression that the armor is like, uh, I mean, like she's obviously the matriarch of of the covert, right? Like she's their leader, um, and she holds all of the the lore the knowledge and 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 obviously making their armor she she holds a position of power with that um and like bestows their signets and all that sort of stuff so we have like this we and 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 she sets him on the quest to return grogu to his kind right so you're like oh like she's like benevolent she's she's uh she's she's on our side 
right? This episode for me, like, twists that where it's yeah. like, mm, no, she's not. Like, she's working her own angles on this. And and even though he's got the Darksaber, the second that she finds out that he's taken off his helmet, she's like, no, you're excommunicated. Like, you're done. I, I, but she does give him that opportunity. She is like, well, mm. if he did this, if you did this impossible task, right? It's very like, uh, it's very Greek to me of of the like of of like, well, how how do I how do I prove myself? And it's like, I don't know by by kill the cyclops, <laughs> yeah, kill the cyclops, clean clean these stables, and it's like clean these stables. That's impossible. And how does Hercules do it? He redirects a river. <laughs> in order to clean the stables, right? Like, like Mando's been given a task similar to that of, of like, yeah, slay the Hydra. Slay the Hydra? You mean the thing where if you cut its head off, two more grow in its place? It's impossible to kill? Yeah, kill it. <laughs> oh, okay, right? Um, so, yeah, it's like, like, he's, like, he's now, he's got to go to these mines, the mines of Mandalore, uh, which... I love it because it's like it's it, there's no she doesn't go like the mines of Mandalore where obviously all of our Beskar comes from. Mm. Right. And it's like, what? Well, but the mines are destroyed, meaning and this is all like between the lines. Right. But meaning like the source of Beskar is cut off. Unless Mando finds a way to get into the mines of Mandalore. And right. now all of a sudden we have access to Beskar again. Yeah, like this not, is, it felt so like video game quest to me. Like for sure, a hundred percent. This was not her saying like, "Oh, well, it sucks to be you." That was her like kind of pushing him to do something that like A is going to prove his loyalty and B kind of benefit her. Well, it's it, she's she's setting him on a path where it's like this is a win win for her. Yeah, either he dies in in the attempt. Or he finds a way into the mines of Mandalore and and opens up that that source of Beskar again, right? Mm. Like, which is something that's lost to them, and the only Beskar that they that they can get their hands on is the Beskar they can recover at right. the moment, right? Like, so there's a finite amount of it out in the galaxy, unless they can, right? It's it's it it's really really interesting to me that like like the, everything keeps pointing back to to these ideas of like of of restoration of mandalore and this is one of those things of like well if he can if he can do that and they have a new source of beskar of mandalorian steel then like they can take in as many foundlings as they want they can rebuild mandalore right like it's it's all i don't know it's a it it's it this episode set up a lot a lot for season three of mandalorian Mm. um but but it's interesting that it came along right in the middle of the book of Boba Fett because I like to me it's like what it what is this going to mean for the final two episodes right or is it like the book of Boba Fett was six episodes long like they wrote six episodes and the reason why because everything else is, is uh, not everything else all the Marvel stuff is like six episodes right so it's like oh they wrote they wrote their six hours. Yeah, but then it was like, what if we just like, what if we just sneak an episode of Mandalorian in the middle of this, and that's why it's a weird seven episode season, mm-hmm. 
um that like this episode is literally just like it's it's not that it has nothing to do with because obviously it's it's integral it's it's totally connected to the rest of it but um but yeah i i don't know uh i it just, like that first half felt so much like hey we're just setting up uh, uh the next season of mandalorian <clears throat> and then and then the second half of the episode building building the n1 was just here's here's 20 minutes of fan service just pure fan service uh here's a bd droid here's a womp rat for the first time on screen they never say womp rat but obviously that's meant to be a womp rat right like i think that we all is that uh, do you think that's something other than a womp rat? I, I didn't know what it was but like honestly it's like oh yeah duh that makes sense womp rat okay um and then we see one later on in the episode right when he's going through beggar's canyon uh, but yeah, and then it's like, yeah, like let's let's build the N one. It's got <laughs> the the thing that they tried to use to stop the trash compactor on the Death Star is that thing that the Jawas bring. Did. I knew it looked familiar. I was like, what that, is this? That Why they, have I seen this before? Yeah, that they that I they put that, that they put familiar. into the back of the ship. Um, yeah, it, which is such a random, hilarious Easter egg, and it's like, oh, it fits. I, I, let's see what else, what else did we get? I mean, like, I mean, once they build the N1 and then they take it, they take it for a, for, for a ride and he flies it through the pod race course, right? Like, like he takes it through the, the pillars and then, and then into beggars Canyon. And it's like this, we haven't seen this since episode one, but it was just like, like, holy crap. Like he's flying an N1 a ship that we associate with Anakin Skywalker mm-hmm. that has two pods on it. Like they, they did a little pod race sequence in the middle of this just to be like, we can, here you go guys. It's okay yeah. to like the prequels. Yeah. Um, I love, anyway. I love that. He says wizard at the end of it. I'm sure like a lot of people roll their eyes. Like, okay, this is way too fan servicey now because why would wizard be like, yeah. Why would anyone combine the pod racing with wizard? I don't know, man, but I was just like, that's how I felt in that moment. I, and you know what, what's funny is the, the moment that, um, first of all, I watched this episode three times in a row, like (laughs) non, like literally I watched it, spoke to you, watched it again with Tina who texted me at four in the morning saying, I can't sleep. I was like, Come watch Book of Boba Fett with me. Let's let's <laughs> let's watch it. And then as soon as that was done, uh, I watched it again with my friend Jazz over Discord. So I watched it three times in a row. And the second time I watched it, I noticed um, that Pelly says before she removes the tarp, she's like ready to have your mind blown, and she was talking to us. Yeah, she was talking to the fans. By the way, uh, Pelly is quickly becoming my favorite, like, secondary character in the right? Mandalorian, like, right? era stuff. It's, She's I, so funny and awesome. I feel so vindicated in this episode because the first time she showed up all, in the Gunslinger episode, right, people didn't mm-hmm. like her. That was, like, the prevailing opinion. It was like, oh, this character is not good. And I was like, you guys, it's Amy Sedaris in Star Wars. <laughs> just say thank you and move on with your life because <laughs> Amy Sedaris is one of the funniest people who's ever lived. Like she is a genius at comedy. You just have to like, you just have to accept that that's what we've got, that that's what we're getting. Right. 
Um, but but again, it was like early days of this of this live action stuff where it was like we talked about this when Danny Trejo showed up. It's like get used to it. Right. People right. that we know from other contexts are going to show up in Star Wars now. They're mm-hmm. making too much of it for that not to be a thing that's going to happen. Right. Um, Mayfeld was the same thing because he's just <laughs> it's just literally Bill Burr in space. Exactly, exactly. Like, there's but, no but difference between again, Mayfeld and Bill Burr. When we first see him, it's like, well, this guy's just Bill Burr in space. And then when he comes back in his second appearance in season two, all of a sudden he's like, oh, this character's got depth. He's interesting. I mm. want more of this character, right? Like maybe that that's my favorite episode from season two, even though like as much as I love the Marshall, it's such a good, like, it's like a perfect mini movie, just like this episode, just like the return of the Mandalorian is um, like, there's just these awesome, like little mini movies, but that I, 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 what is it? What's, what's the name of that episode? Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. But anyways, I, uh, the, that one where they, where they go and they get Migs. Uh, the believer is that yeah i think that's yeah i think so um just the way that he challenges din i think is such a great dynamic the two of them like such a good like odd couple dynamic with the two of them and then the scene at the at the table with the imperial officer like like he just delivers such a good performance it's so good that i was like oh oh damn i love this character and when we got uh pelly back last season in in the marshall i was like rad this it's cool to see this character again she's not in it a lot right she's just kind of a little bit there um but this episode was like hey um let's spend a ton of time with her <laughs> like let's yeah. like like hey do you, you don't you don't like this character tough cookies <laughs> she's here she's important to this quest as a matter of fact din likes her like and i think like that's the corner that this episode turns where it's like the first time that we see her it's because he's got no place else to go he's got to get the razor crest repaired right he like they they like limp the ship there and and uh and he's you know he can't afford to go to a nice dock right (laughs) so Mm. it's like you like she's gonna work on it when he comes back it's like "Mm, i know i can trust grogu with her Right. Like, like, I know that I like, I, I know that this, like that, that I'm not going to like be betrayed sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, there's a little bit of a trust there when he comes back in this episode, it's a hundred percent by choice Yeah, that he like that. He contacted her and was like, I need a new ship. He's got other contacts. He could get like, why wouldn't he ask, I, uh, I uh, grief to source him mm-hmm. a new ship on Navarro. Right. right. Yeah. It's like, no, like he, he, he trusts her work. And, and who she is. And it's like, it's like, oh, oh, he actually, I think he actually kind of likes her. Like they're friends. <laughs> he's it's as much as, as Mando has friends, right? As much as he's friends with anybody, uh, he's friends with her. And, and, uh, and just like the dynamic of her being like, like you said, like prepare to have your mind blown, <laughs> pulls back the tarp. And he's like, are you kidding me? And she's like, well, wait. <laughs> and i love i love the i noticed it on my second viewing that like that she tells the droid to go get the money she's like go 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 get him his money and she's like while we wait can i just tell <laughs> you about it and there's a point when she's like explaining it where one of the pit droids walks up and it has the little pouch of money and but din's not paying attention 
he's like looking at the ship and she's like go 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 like she shoes it off like like mm-hmm. don't like like i didn't actually mean bring the money like go away um because she's just got like that like that used car salesman yeah. sort of a sort of an attitude with it um she reminded me a lot of peter Venkman actually in those moments where she's like she's totally <laughs> just trying to like hoodwink this guy Schmooze, yeah Schmooze um into it but it's kind of like there's almost like a hondo dynamic to it where totally she's she's very like oh my well God. i i know you're full of crap in a lot of what you're telling me but you know you're good at what you do and by the end of this episode you kind of see her boasting go down and she's just kind of like quietly smiling and watching him like she she like knows like she's and i don't know what it is like there's just something very lovable like about a character who is kind of like a lot of the time all mouth but when it comes that like they're proven right like they yeah. they just don't have to like i told you so it's she just it, kind of like lets yeah. him have his moment with the with the ship i it, loved it i really it, loved that yeah it's so good because it like it progresses over the course of of that time right where like right. the when the when when like she she's got like the 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 engine, right? The thing that's gonna like go on the on the top of it. I can't remember what they call mm-hmm. it. They ridiculous names for all of these things. It's like the it's like the something something manifold combustion carbonator or something or other, right? And uh, he's like he's like, where did you get this? And and she's like, it's the Jawas. He's like, I don't ask, they don't tell, whatever. And then he's like, oh, I've got some stuff. And then when they come back later, and it's like, and there's the whole dynamic. Uh, and it's like shifted now where all of a sudden he's like he's like oh man this is rad this is rad we just tell the jawas <laughs> to go get whatever and we get that really great piece of exposition snuck in where where it's like where'd you get this thing and it's like oh they snipped it off a pipe yeah spice runner i like, oh, and like, oh gutsy. you guys are gutsy and she's like yeah well you don't know the half of it they've like taken over right and it's just like this one line that's so yeah. good because it's like Oh, the pikes that like because she's in most Isley, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. well, in most Isley, the pikes are already running things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and, and this is what this is what Boba is worried about happening in in most Espa, right? This is what he's trying to to protect against. Um, like the authorities won't go anywhere near them. It's it's fantastic. It's such a great like just throwaway. Here's a here's a little bit of exposition that supports the main storyline. Um. That's like it's it's just peppered in there right in the middle of character stuff, right? Of just like of these two characters developing a deeper relationship and uh and and in uh showing more and more that he's like that, that he's evolving as a person and becoming more well rounded. The scene where he's under where they first start working on the ship and he's underneath it, like trying to bolt the thing on, mm-hmm. and the BD droid is helping him, and and there's it's, there's like a little bit of frustration between the two of them. <laughs> he's like he's like no, just stop, just look right here, and the BD just won't stop moving its head, which I love. It's so great because it BD droids are that's one of my favorite droid designs. It's so good. Um, but then later on in the episode, when it does the hologram thing of like, where does this plate go? And it does the hologram, which was such a great, like, this is a fallen order. Like, like, yeah. just like, like, Hey, what do you want to see this thing do? This is one of the things that you want to see it do. Um, <laughs> and he, and he, and he's like, thanks little guy. And it does like, it's a little, little dance sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Little, like uh, tippy tap feet. Um, 
and it's like hey do you hey you guys remember when he was like borderline afraid of droids for a minute there mm, or it was yeah. like where he was like don't, don't oh let that's come anywhere wow anymore, i right? forgot about that that's a good yeah. point yeah where he's like don't let them t- touch my ship because he hates yeah. droids so much because he's afraid of them because of what happened when he was a kid right um to, and, and now IG-11, he's at the point, he didn't trust at all exactly and now he's at the point where he's like developing wow. relationships with droids and it was like i it kind of good, good pickup man i didn't like that went totally over my head it was a disappointment for me that he didn't take the bd droid with him because i really i mean look look we're gonna get to see it hmm. i want to see that bd droid with grogu like i want to see the interaction between those two characters i i because yeah it's fantastic um but i just i love it i love it like let's have more bds now that now that now that it exists from Fallen Order, it's like just put them in everything because it's such a great design. Um, it's they're basically like little like little like dinosaur uh, Johnny Number Fives from Short Circuit. Like you just take, take you take a bunch of stuff and you just put it together and just make this awesome little character. But they just they have such a it's like the expressiveness I think <clears throat> of the of the design that the the way they're able to like move their heads and stuff. It's mm. kind of, it's like a pit droid. But if a pit droid looked like an astromech <laughs> kind of thing, right? Um, I, I love, in general, the personality of, like, R5-D4 and the pit droids. Yeah. Like, hey, everybody, Mando's here. Even, tre- <laughs> like, even oh, Treadwell. Man. Even Treadwell gets a moment oh, where man, she's like, she's like Treadwell, go flush it out. And, and, and like, responds is like, what? You you can't say no, you're a droid. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> I love them so much. They're great so, together. Somebody on Twitter referred to Pelly as like a she's like a crazy cat lady. Like she's like a crazy she's like a she's like <laughs> no, a crazy droid lady. And I was like, yeah, I said to Crystal, she's like crazy cat lady, but instead of cats, it's droids. Um, oh, I love it. Or she's just like she's just surrounded by droids, and it's so good. It's so good. Even just, and I know like R five, like that's something that we got last season on Mando, right? But I still love that he's but yeah, around the f- though. The fact that it's Aaron. like that's R five, like this is a character that like interacted with Luke Skywalker, even if it was mm-hmm. very briefly, right? Like it's a, it, it's just these little things that like just remind us, like, hey, this is a like this is a living world, and like stuff happened, and you know, it just you know stuff stuff happens when our characters aren't on these planets. Mm-hmm. Right, like it, like it's still life goes on, and the jaw was fixed up R five, and yeah, he's never he's never quite operated properly, but that's fine. He's good enough for Pelly. So it's all she's almost like she takes in the droids that have no place else to go, <laughs> but like pit droids. There's no more pod racing. Where are the pit pit droids gonna go? Well, there uh, was in this episode, but there was in this episode. Oh my god, it was so and just like. Like I think, I think we can all agree the N one is one of the best designs in Star Wars, right? Like the Naboo Starfighter. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It's like, and 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 they like they led with it when they did the marketing for for the Phantom Menace, where it was like, mm-hmm. hey, like check this thing out. It's rad. Is it an <laughs> X wing? It's not quite as cool as an X wing, but like this is a very cool design. Um, and, and I feel like it never really like gets from like the mainstream audience. I don't think that it really gets credit for being as great a design as it is. I think because the majority of mainstream, like casual star Wars fans are 
not put off, but just kind of like they're they because they don't listen to George Lucas talk about this stuff. They don't hear him talking about how like, yeah, no, like it's a different era. Right. Or like watching it behind the scenes with Doug Chang, where he's like, well, George wanted like a handcrafted feel mm. to these because he wanted it to be like antithetical to the industrial stuff of the rebellion imperial era where it's like you know technology has taken over it's like no this is before then this is the civilized age that obi-wan's talking about so the ships are like hand-built custom jobs right and the way that Pelly talks about it in this episode she's like this this was hand-built commissioned by the queen of naboo and it's like it's just all that stuff where it's like all like it just it felt so good for that ship to finally get its due like on screen for somebody to be yeah. like, no, this is as important as something like an X-Wing or the Millennium Falcon. Like it's an N1 starfighter. <laughs> this is a rad design, you guys. And then for them to go, but we can do better. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's the, it's, it's funny because it's Pedro Pascal. So it's like the wonder woman, 1984 meme where it's like, life is good, but it can be better. I, <laughs> cause it's him souping up this n1 because like by the end of it you're like oh uh they they took the razor crest and an n1 and they and they just smashed them together and made it look a heck of a lot meaner uh and then when he takes it out it's just like it's so good i need it immediately like i need a toy i need a lego yeah, set i want a I, toy very badly it i just um <clears throat> they just released the the micro fighter of the razor crest the Lego one, I, I, and I'm like, why, why did you guys do this? Why did you release this? <laughs> you, you should have waited and done the N1. Like somebody at Lucasfilm should have been like, Hey Lego, don't do that. Don't it's yeah, it's a cool, it's a cool little micro fighter, but I don't know. I guess they'll just double dip. Right. They'll just, <clears throat> cause I will buy it. I'll buy the, I'll buy the N1 as well. But yeah, the second that they're like, Hey, there's a Lego set. I'm gonna, I will be lining up to purchase it. I, I really want them to do a mission fleet, even though I, I think I griped a couple episodes ago. I don't know if that was actually on the podcast or just you and me talking, but the, the way that like they've done, they've done like four sets that have Mando and Grogu. <laughs> and it's like, I don't, I don't need that many Mando and Grogu. It's like, they're all, it's all the same one. Like, give me, give me the other armor or something like that. Mm. But I don't care with this. If like they put out the, the, the ship, uh, it's like, yeah, I'll just take the Mando and Grogu and like put them aside. I'll give them to the girls or something. But <laughs> I uh, like here, you guys can play with these ones. But um, I need it. I need it immediately. I need it so bad. I need like a micro machine of it. I need a Hot Wheels of it. I, need I would it. love a micro machine of it. Just oh, every, man. every, every toy line that they've ever done. Can you imagine if they brought back? Oh my god! Because this is my these are my favorite Star Wars toys of all time. Do you remember Action Fleet? Do you remember? The yes, Micro and Machines those are Fleet? some of my favorite toys of all time too. Yeah, um, they were so good, man. Micro Machines Action Fleet are the best Star Wars toys that they've ever made. They're uh, awesome because they are the perfect size, the perfect amount of detail. Mm -hmm. I I and like you got the little guy that can go in it and. Can you imagine if they did this thing in Action Fleet scale? Like if oh, they brought man. back Micro Machines Action Fleet to do this? Please. Um, it would be so cool. It would be so cool. I want that and I want the the Delta 7 
Jedi starfighter in action fleet scale uh, <laughs> with the hyperspace ring, please. Um, <laughs> wow. And a little, Deluxe. And a, and a little Obi-Wan, a little Obi-Wan to into it. Uh, yeah. It would be so rad. It would be it, this, this design is so perfect for that scale though. Cause it's like, you get the detail, but it wouldn't be like, cause I, at, I think at like the, the three and three quarter scale, it's, it's a decent, cause I have the N one. Like I have the one from, from mm. 99. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's a decent size. It's a big ship. Right. Um, but I, I, so if you were to do it with all those details, all those little things, especially because we saw them put it together. So we like, we like, if the, if it didn't have that rod thing in the back of it, like if you couldn't look inside it and see the detail of that, you'd be disappointed. Mm. In fact, it needs to pop out and go back in at three and three quarter scale. I uh, <laughs> if it's like a if it's like a vintage uh, series, I, I I it needs a name. That this is the biggest thing. It's like it needs a, they need to give it like a specific name, so we're not just calling it Mando's N one. But I get the feeling. The way that John Favreau is with all this stuff, it's like it's they just nobody has names. Nobody nobody gets names in any of these stories mm. with him. But it's it'll just be like labeled as Mando's Starfighter or something. Um, but, when was the last action? Because I'm I'm looking now, and I'm the latest one I'm seeing is Attack of the Clones. For for Micro Machines Action Fleet, yeah. Did they did they do a Jedi Starfighter then? Uh, I don't see a Jedi because I see the ATTE, uh, and they and in that because it's like the Attack of the Clones like figure, same like packaging. Uh, so there's a Millennium Falcon, also in that same packaging, and I'm not. Oh, and a Republic gunship, I guess. Is this Action Fleet though? This doesn't really look like. Oh yeah, it says Action Fleet. Okay. Interesting. I'm gonna try to find a list. Oh, I see it. I see a Jedi interceptor in action fleet. Maybe they did do the Delta set. No, did they? Does this exist? Does Obi Wan? Yeah, Obi Wan's Jedi starfighter. I mean, yeah, here's one. Yeah, here's one. Dang. Well, now I have a white whale. Now I have something that I have to hunt. Down. <laughs> yeah. Damn it! Oh yeah, no. Of course they did, because I remember this slave one. Because it's a repaint of the okay. of the original um, Slate One, because uh, I had I had the I probably still have. <clears throat> it's got the it's got the hyperspace ring and everything. Is this real? The base. I, I don't think the ring. hyperspace ring is real. Okay. I, I that looks custom to me. Yeah. But like the we're probably like looking at the same though. stuff on on uh, on <laughs> Google. <laughs> yeah. Well, I now I just moved on to eBay because I'm curious about the uh, the actual yeah. Starfighter itself. Sorry, everyone listening. I'm sure this isn't interesting. Us no, this talking is, about co- looking. This is at conversational. Things, but... uh, <laughs> this is how it goes, dude. Here's is this Action Fleet? <clears throat> this is Action Fleet, and there's an Anakin in this lot for a hundred dollars. There's an Anakin uh, Jedi Starfighter from. Wait a minute. No, these are that's a micro machine. So that's. This is mislabeled, unless there's other action fleet stuff in here. Yeah, yeah that's this person it's... just called an action fleet. That's not. That's not. A... There is an Anakin Skywalker Jedi interceptor, 
okay. an action fleet one. There is one because I'm looking oh, at them. Okay. I, there's an Obi Wan one as well. So they okay. they oh. they were still doing action fleet up until gonna... Revenge of the Sith, which is crazy. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. There's the Naboo Starfighter. So there is there's already an N1. They just need to modify it. Uh, I can't wait to see people's mods. People are totally going to do mods, and it's going to be great. Um, yeah, I, man, damn it. Now I'm like, I'm, I'm putting eBay in as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not seeing a lot on eBay. I say, see the Attack of the Clones ones, but. Um, I'm not seeing anything from Revenge of the Sith. But you know what? So I have maybe, to, maybe I that also, was custom. I don't know. It looked really good. I have to replace. So there was a there was a mail away. Um, it was in Star Wars Insider, and something. I think maybe it was in the, also in the box for for some of the action fleet stuff. But there was a mail away Dagobah X Wing, and I and I have one. But I, I, it got broken. Ah, uh, and I, I, I would love to replace it. I would love to replace it with a with a. New I feel one. like I have that These one too. These are not. This is crazy. These are not expensive. Some of them are. Some of these I'm looking at are a little pricey, but for the most part, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at a Millennium Falcon 1997 Micro Machine Star Wars Action Fleet Millennium Falcon in the box, brand new. Sixty nine ninety five Canadian. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's 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 really good. It's really funny because the one above it is a, an open one. It's seventy five, seventy seven. That we get weird I, prices because it's converted from American. Ah, uh, okay. Sometimes I always wanted this uh, Imperial landing craft, like the special edition, a New Hope version of the sh- of the shuttles. Yeah. I, I just was because never it able was to find that one as a kid. Just because it was yeah, it's new. new. It's a new right? shuttle. Like it was, yeah. 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 Uh, and I, it was also remember? used in, I think, Force Commander too. So I was like, oh, cool. Um, I, Wampa's Lair just did a, a couple weeks ago. They did that that uh, special edition, sort of like retrospective episode, like looking back. Mm-hmm. I think it was the anniversary of of the special edition. Um, okay. Cool. And I I. It had me like I was listening to it, and it had me like just thinking about that era because that's when I became a Star Wars fan, right? Like, mm-hmm. like really, the THX release is when I became a Star Wars fan, but like the 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 special edition was two years later, <clears throat> and it was like I I Carl put the promo at the beginning of the episode, the 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 commercial, like the trailer for mm-hmm. the special edition, where it was like. For an entire generation, this is the only <laughs> way you've been able to experience Star Wars. And then the X Wing like blasts out of the screen, I mm-hmm. I into like the full the full widescreen, and it's like, but you now you can go see it in the movie theater. And it was like, oh man, that it's it's true. That was so good. It was so good <laughs> to see it for the first time. That era, like I don't, and maybe that's why I don't have the negative feelings towards the special edition that some star Wars fans do. Cause it's like, well, that's mostly what I've watched is the special mm. edition. So yeah, I'm look, I'm looking at a lot of, uh, 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 action fleet, uh, vehicles that I, yeah, I have to close eBay before I spend money that I shouldn't. For, it's $2,000 and there's one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, there's 25 of these ships. 
<laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. That's a lot of money. Though. Hold on. Let me because now I'm like, oh, I'm the 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 E wing from I uh, I uh, from from I. Uh, uh, oh man, Dark Dark Empire is that when it was introduced? Yeah, against the world, uh, yeah. world devastators, right? It's so. in there. Uh, it's in this set. Man, I had a I had a bunch of these yeah. too. Uh, <laughs> the Jabba sail barges and such like it's so not in scale. It's hilarious. Okay, I see it. Uh, wow. Yeah, a lot of them like the and, droid and control uh, ship. Uh, yeah. Wow. Uh, she she's ours. I uh Starfighters. Baraga, and that yeah. E Wing is, is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Uh wow, this is cool. Yeah. I have a lot. Oh, the TIE Defender. Holy crap. T sixteen, the Skyhopper. Oh man, I wanted wow, one so bad. This is sick. What a good lot. I have a friend that if I sent him this link, he would probably buy it. Yeah. Because he's That's just fun. like he's so hardcore nostalgia for this stuff. Oh man, that Tie Defender. That's tempting. Oh the god, the Republic gunship. That that at at is one of the first Star Wars toys I've ever ha- I've ever bought. It oh, was yeah? that that eight the ATAT a Kenner nineteen ninety five orange card stormtrooper and um the the like the the regular micro machines but large millennium falcon playset that like you open it up and it's like the entire millennium falcon inside yep um, i have not, i not have that as well millennium yeah falcon. yeah those, no, those are no, my yeah, first it was, three star yeah. wars toys it had like it, it it came with like the han and Chewie that were like molded into the seated position right and yeah, lando yeah, yeah. and lando and nine numb right yes, so that you correct, could you, correct you just swap them out or whatever they would go oh you know what those 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 three, and then the uh, the stormtrooper like helmet micro machine playset that like it opened up, and it was the original Death Star. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so those were yeah, those are all my first Star Wars toys. Micro micro machines, just across the board. Micro machines made the best Star Wars yeah. toys. The but my yeah. first Star Wars toys were actually were micro machines. It was it was just like the 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 three pack sets, right? Okay. The one, cool. whichever one came with the X wing, and whichever one came with the Millennium Falcon, there was they were in mm-hmm. separate sets. Um, yeah, those were my first Star Wars toys. I remember like harassing my parents for the money to go buy them, and it was oh, like God, I they were probably I so got, cheap too. Oh, they were like five bucks or something like that, right? And I remember, <laughs> oh, I remember, I like rode my bike to the Walmart and like looked at the price, and then rode my bike home. This is like probably about, <laughs> about a ten minute bike ride both ways, like each way. Okay. So ride down to the Walmart, look at the toys, ride back home and say, hey, this is what the price is. I want to get one. And my dad gave me five bucks or whatever, right? So, awesome. To go get like a $5 bill to go get it. So I rode back and it was like, they must have been like three ninety nine or something like that. So it was like, hmm. I've got five bucks. If I, if I had another five bucks, I, I could get two. Right. It's like, but I wasn't thinking about tax or something like that. And I can, I had to, mm. I, I rode my bike back and forth, like, like three, like four times, like round trip, four round trips before <laughs> I like eventually came home with these, with these micro machines that day. It was like a whole mm. Saturday. I, I, and just, I'm sure annoyed the hell out of my parents with like, just, just like, just give them 20 bucks and then go buy a bunch of micro machines. Um, 
yeah, it's so funny because I I think about that. I think about how much I had to like beg, borrow, and steal in order to get stuff when I oh, was yeah. a kid, and Absolutely. how. With my girls, it's like they express even the slightest interest in something that, like, I also <laughs> like. And it's like, let's go to Toys R Us right now. All right. Let's like, go. Like, like, we're in the car. Or it's like, even something that I don't care about, like Paw Patrol. Or it's like, well, once she's got one of them, well, now, now we have to have all six. Yeah. Like, there's, like, you don't. You don't just have one Paw Patrol guy in their little car. Like you got to have all and of them. by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. Because as a kid, it's like I, I had like one thing from something. Right. And it drove me nuts. Cause it was like, <laughs> how do I, how am I, how do I play with this gargoyles action figure? If all I have is Goliath, <laughs> but Who's then Goliath for my birthday, fight? But then friends? for my birthday, I got Xanatos, so it's okay. I got Xanatos yeah, and okay, another good. Goliath. But uh, it it always bothered me that there was like there were two Goliath action figures in that first wave of Gargoyles toys. One of them was purple, like he is in the in the show, and then the other one was like he was like gray, like blue gray, and mm. uh, and had like a texture to him, and it bothered me. And I did, I, I was like, this isn't what he looks like. And it wasn't until I was much older that I realized, like, oh, he's supposed to like be made of stone in that one because he has like glow- mm-hmm. his he had, like the the light piping on the eyes so that he had like glowing red eyes. Uh, and he, okay. And he would like you would like compress him and then push the button and he would like it like spring open sort of thing, like he's mm-hmm. busting open the 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 stone, right? Uh, yeah. Anyways. We're not talking about Star Wars anymore, so we're probably done. Uh, close uh, enough. Yeah, close enough. Gargoy- Gargoyles is definitely Star Wars adjacent, adjacent because uh, it's uh, uh, oh, what's his face? Uh, Greg Weissman? Is it Weissman? I, I, I don't know. The guy who created Gargoyles worked on the first season of Star Wars Rebels until they fired him because he's notoriously oh, difficult to work with. Yeah, he's also mm, he's also it. the guy who who show runs uh, like he's the head writer on Young Justice, and uh, and and he's constantly starting fights with people on Twitter who are just like asking him questions because mm. he has like this he has like a really rude way of responding that it's like he thinks he's funny, but uh, just comes across as kind of rude. Um, anyways, <laughs> not to not to not to put him on blast, but. I don't think he's going to hear this. Especially because I didn't even, I don't even know if I said his name. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I did. Yeah, it's Greg Weissman. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. He, he must be difficult to work with because he's had a lot of really popular things that he has either been removed from or have been canceled. Because it's like, because mm-hmm. Gargoyles is, a, is, is like, he created it and did the first two seasons of it and then disney wanted him to go in a different direction because he was like telling this weird like very mature storyline with all of these shakespearean allegories in it (laughs) like like not even allegories like shakespearean characters like he created like a multiverse of shakespeare characters like Mm. all of a sudden Macbeth is interacting with oberon and you're like what (laughs) uh okay and as a kid like you don't know what that's about but like as an adult knowing shakespeare it's like this is weird that he did this 
Um, and so they they fired him, and then they made a season of Gargoyles without him that is not very good. The, uh, the Goliath Chronicles, that one where they're like, because in in Gargoyles by the, have you watched Gargoyles? Oh, man, when I was a kid, I watched a little yeah. bit of it, but like, it's I always have to ask really with long. you because it's like there's so many things where it's like you and I are on the exact same wavelength, and then every yeah. once in a while I ask you about something and you're like, nope, missed it, <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I remember it being on, but I was more yeah. at that point. I was more Batman the animated series for sure, um, and then just like. I don't know what it was. Just gargoyles just kind of wasn't on my radar. Gargoyles was like gargoyles is it was like formative for me. Like like a mm. bunch of the stuff that I am into is is very much because of the type of stories that gargoyles told. But it mm. like it would it could be an intense show. Like it was really really good. Like there's not a bad episode of the original run of gargoyles. And then you get into the Goliath Chronicles because like, like at, at a certain point in gargoyles they go off. They end up Goliath, Eliza, and Bronx end up going to Avalon, and then when they leave Avalon, they can't go back to New York. They, Avalon keeps sending them to all of these different places, and and they're telling like this huge, expansive story. Everything ends up being interconnected by the end of it. But Disney didn't like that because they were like, "Yeah, but what about all these other characters? We're trying to sell action figures and stuff, right?" Mm. So they fired him and they basically just went like, and then everybody is back in New York and we're just going to tell episodic like one off stories now, please. Wow. And it was, it was, yeah, like they just like totally cut the legs out from, but, um, but then it's like, there's other stuff where like spectacular Spider-Man got cut short as well. Oh uh, man. Which, that which show was, part of. was amazing. Yes. Yes. It's one of the best. Okay. So he did that too. Okay. Interesting. He did that too. Uh, uh, and then, and then he did Young Justice, and Young Justice also got cut short, right? Like he, I, I, it's interesting because, because like Young Justice, he's getting to to do more of, right? Like they've done, they've done new seasons, um, but uh, but yeah, it's just it's funny. He's just got a track record, and and to me, it's like mm, they, when you're the common denominator. <laughs> It starts yeah. to be like, is it the is it these corporations doing you dirty, or is it maybe, maybe you're a little bit difficult to work with because you want to do things uh. a certain particular way. Um, but then, but it's it, it's so interesting to me because it's like he's a really good writer, a really really good writer. He tells amazing stories, but he works in the copyrighted space. Right. Like he works as like a gun for hire sort of thing. And I'm sure he's probably got his own stuff that he's tried to get off the ground. But it's one of those things where it's like if he could just put like if he could just get his own project that he's in control of. He'd probably be more like a Robert Kirkman type of like 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 have like being a mogul and having like a like a whole thing. But but there's almost an element of like he needs that backing in order to get stuff off the ground so mm. it, i don't know there's a there's a there's an interesting dynamic there but he's a, he's an amazing storyteller but it does seem like he's difficult to work with because he, he worked on the mm. first season of star wars rebels and then they like didn't even announce his departure it wasn't like a it was very much like a he just wasn't asked back to write more yeah uh, okay. star wars rebels but anyways that's all speculation i don't know that interesting i can't i can't back any of that up that's just Okay. being a fan of his work this all comes from a place of of admiration as well by the way 
like if 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 anybody's ever heard me talk about gargoyles on on thunderquack it's like like i said like gargoyles is formative like that's the first time i ever like shipped a character we didn't have that terminology (laughs) but for sure like like in that first season you get this stuff with with goliath and eliza maza and you're like are they are they supposed to be in love that's weird because he's a giant like lizard man rock statue man. Bat, <laughs> with bat wings that turns into a statue and she's a pretty girl and and then you get to the the there's like the the episode where they i think it's halloween and they all they all they can all just like go out in public and mm. she shows up dressed as bell from beauty and the beast and it's like uh. and they and they like walk down the street like and he's her beast right and you're like mm. Even as even as like a nine year old, I was like, "Oh, I get it, I get it, That's I cute. understand what you're doing." And by the end of the series, they totally make out. But um, <laughs> there's because I've been rewatching it recently, and there's an episode where where they do have a moment where he's like, they've been on this journey, and they get back to New York, and then and it's like it's the first time that they've been apart because they've been together this this whole adventure for like months. Um, and it's like, she's going to go back into her apartment and he's going to go back to the, to the clock tower with the other gargoyles. And, and there's this moment of him being like, I don't want to be away from you. And, and he's, and he makes this comment about like, if only things were different and I weren't and you, and she's just like, she's like, stop, things are the way that they are. I know how you feel. And it's like, and it's like, this is a children's show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's such a it's such like as an adult watching it it's so rad but with the perspective of like the first time i saw this i was like 11 years old it's like huh interesting because the that beauty and the beast dynamic of the like the like woman being in love with this monster and this like unrequited love thing it's like you put that in a story and i'm all about it like it's it's mm-hmm. it's a it's one of it's a funny thing because i think so much of that gets informed by things when we're kids right like how so many of us for the first time like really really have that awakening with princess leia and the golden bikini and then that <laughs> it makes a mark it makes a mark because you're like star wars sure star does. wars i like lightsabers death star x-wing millennium falcon and then you get to return of the jedi and you're like I'm thinking things about this character that I've never thought before. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. About anything. But yeah, just like anyone, <clears throat> it just, it just hits you in that way. But I, I, yeah. And, and then that uh, informs a lot of things about the <laughs> type of person you end up being. Um, But yeah, yeah, man, gargoyles. So good. And then the first season of star Wars rebels. So good. Young justice, spectacular Spider-Man. The guy is a genius. They should get him to do an episode of The Mandalorian. I that'd be nice. <laughs> I'd be into that. Something tells me something tells me that Dave Filoni doesn't necessarily want to work with him. But anyways, he's busy doing Young Justice and yelling at people on the internet. Uh, oh, that's yeah. it. That's our whole episode. Wait, this is almost two hours. <clears throat> okay. Wow. Gotta, All right. I gotta edit this. It's the middle of the <laughs> night for you. So. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> awesome thank you guys for listening i uh, hey hey after this week who knows what we're getting next week oh man I, uh, dash randar and kira 
That's it. Uh, now anything's on the table. Yeah. Literally, the Mandalorian is cruising around the galaxy in a souped-up N1 starfighter that, we haven't <laughs> even mentioned this yet, has a little bubble behind the cockpit for Grogu to yeah. sit in. And like I, like I said she to you, I, it was, I said this to you, right? When we were texting, I was yeah. like, it's so yeah. obvious. I'm mm-hmm. not even mad. It's does it. <laughs> and they even like call attention to it where he's like, what did you like? You hollowed out the droid compartment. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I, you know, I, I thought, you know, you wouldn't be down for an astromech. And it's like, okay, but why did you make it a little like. Why is it hollowed out? <laughs> why is why, it, why is why it have a little dome? bubble? It's like, um. It's like one of those backpacks for people who take their cats out for walks and like yes, the backpack exactly. with the little bubble. Exactly. I saw it and I was like, that is there that there is no way that's not for Grogu to sit in. That's that's exactly what that is. That's exactly that or the is. heads of his bounties, because he's not carrying bounties uh, anywhere yeah. else in there. Yeah. I yeah, but I here's the thing. He's not a bounty hunter anymore. Right? I guess like, so. Yeah. This it, this is one of the things to sort of signal that that like that's not a bounty hunter ship, that's mm. not a bounty hunter ship, that's the ship of a GD galactic hero. All right, that's <laughs> that is that's the sort of ship that Anakin Skywalker, hero of the Republic, would show up in. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the sort of ship that Han Solo might fly if he yeah, was but, without the but, Millennium Falcon. But Anakin is on the payroll, though. This is true. Uh well he's he's Mandalore he's the Mandalore like yeah I guess that's we just got to yeah. get there we're get we're we're gonna get there don't worry about it don't worry about it everybody relax okay I <laughs> all of that to say we'll be back next week for whatever the hell that episode's gonna be I uh, I expect it'll be Boba Fett beating some guys up beating up some pikes um and uh, and then leading into the season finale but I uh, man. What a world! What a what a what a world we're living in. We can't go outside. We can't be face to face with strangers uh, right now. But uh, but we got we got some really good Star Wars. So you know you win some, you lose some. Uh, you know global pandemic killing thousands of people. But at least the Star Wars is good. Um, on that note, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's our episode. Thank you uh, for listening. Thank you, Joe, for talking with me about Star Wars yeah. for an hour and 45 minutes. Anytime, uh, sir. And we'll be back next week for more Book of Boba Fett. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Star Wars FMI. If you like what you hear, you can support us in two ways. First, by heading to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch, or by heading to patreon.com thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support. Your pledge gets you early access, exclusive podcasts, and more. Thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.
Faster, More Intense is part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com for more great podcasts.